everybody. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. You're joining us for volume 80 from January of 1996, and this is part two of two. And you're joining us at page 59, which is the bonus issue for members only. I am your host, Ben. With me, as always, is my Canadian co-host, Mike. Hey. And we are joined by return guest, the Super Seas, Rudy. How's it going? How's great, great. <laughs> How's everybody go? How's it going? Good. All right. You guys ready to dig in here? Yes. All right. Best of 1995. Uh, why don't you guys count us down? For, you start with number one. Anybody? Uh, oh. <laughs> and we dropped it. <laughs> what did you? Look, we're, I'm looking at the Kevin Griffey page, so I don't see a one. I see like page six, page two, page fourteen. Yeah, turn the page. Oh, all right. I thought we we're gonna dwell on the cover for a bit. Oh, are we? I lost. <laughs> okay, what about the cover? Uh, we got Ken Griffey leaning in with a bit of a furtive look on his face, like, "I hope y'all ain't, hope y'all ain't gonna be making fun of me like 15 years from now on a podcast." Then we got uh, Diddy and Dixie in Diddy's Conquest. And then uh, some Splinter Cell-looking reboot son of a bitch throwing a fireball. Whoever this guy is. Does anybody recognize this guy? Uh, no. Well, well, we'll have to find out later. So, we've turned the page... To the best of 1995. And number one is... Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Number two, coming in hot, is Killer Instinct. Number three is... Silence. Yoshi's Silence, right. Mike, what's number four? Chrono Trigger, one of my favorite games. And number five is Mortal Kombat. Number six is... Earthworm Jim. Two. Two. No, featured earlier on this issue. No, two. And then Mike was number seven here. Oh, Secret of Evermore. Another one of my favorite games. Friggin' so good to have. Oh, man, I would love to play this game again. Nothing stopping me, but. All right, get in this game. Great. Get a towel. Okay, (laughs) number eight, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Number nine, John's favorite, Civilization. And number 10, Chavez is, what is it? Doom! Yes, that's right. So that was Super NES, and then uh, Mike, what are our top five for the Game Boy for 1995? Top five for the Game Boy. Number five, Mario's Picross. Number four, Killer Instinct. Number three, Defender Joust. Number two, Kirby's Dream Land 2. And number one, Donkey Kong Land. (laughs) And I'll do the Virtual Boy ones in the same voice. Number five, Red Alarm. Number four, Galactic Pinball. Number three, Golf. Number two, Mario's Tennis. And number one for Virtual Boy is Wario Land. <laughs> so moving on in, um, they are, next page, We are they are showing us a preview, so we're not really going to go into it too much here, especially oh since God. it's a sports game. This is so faded. Ken Griffey is invisible. <laughs> it is uh, Major League Baseball presents Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. 
And of course, it's an exclusive preview because they own the damn team. (laughs) (laughs) So they're all about Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah, they have included this photo of him where there's shadow on like his face. You can barely make out the whites of his eyes. I mean, I'm looking at him print here, and I can barely tell if the guy is even looking at me. This guy's in a broad. This guy's in an open field on a sunny day, and he's in stealth mode. <laughs> I think it was taken in his studio, but sure. <laughs> or the print's just really dark. I don't well, know. It didn't work, didn't work out well. We see him. Share, we get, we see him signing autographs for fans, and again, this man is like he's wearing. It's like he's using a stealth boy from Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> It's, where's his head though? I can't see it. I know it's like the Invisible Man. You can only he can only tell he's there because he's wearing a shirt. Well, it's a have... little better on the next page. If you go to page eight, it's the same photo. Man. You can actually see his eyes better. Well, he says a dark skinned man. He's just a dark skinned man. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's partly the print. If you go on page eight, just just flip over another page here, you'll see the same photo, and you can actually make out his facial pe- features this time. Yeah, he's actually there. <laughs> oh really? Oh wow! Wow, that was insightful. Thank you. All right, and then after this, we have a calendar, and that was Baby Chavez's take on the great Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so we've got a fold-out poster here, um, and it's called. Krems 96, so it's got, it's featuring all the Kremlins from the Donkey Kong Country series on the inside. And on the first page, sort of outside tear-off, is the Kongs 96. So it's got a group pick photo of all of like Diddy, Donkey, Candy, uh, what? Funky Kong. Candy. I see Dixie. Dixie, my bad. Candy's missing. I know, they killed her off at the first one. Too slutty. They put Grammy Kong in there, but no Candy. I mean, this is slut shaming. Yep, they kicked her whore ass out of the Kong family. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was taking. Yeah, she she was hoarding the wrong kinds of bananas. <laughs> uh, they probably changed their way they did save features too, so they actually need her in the game anymore. They, they didn't want kids getting boners and like opening up furries. <laughs> they didn't want to risk that contaminate that cultural contamination. All right. And then uh, next up, they have a whole feature about Disney and the Super NES. So they've already had um, articles telling us about how they collaborated with Disney illustrators and animators to bring us some of the Mickey games. And uh, so they're they're just telling us kind of more about the games that are coming up. Well, they're showing us Um, Toy Story, which I remember playing this game and it it looked great. Doesn't play great, but uh, yeah. Uh, they, well, they have they have Maui Mallard, which is a Daffy Duck. Um, is it Daffy Duck? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, it's a Daffy. No, not Daffy Duck. That's a uh, Warner Donald Brothers. Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Thank you. Donald Duck. Maui Mallard uh, oh, is coming up. Gargoyles. They have the gargoyles. What's this one on the on the uh, page eleven here, the bottom right? Page the guy that's a cop. Oh, bonkers! Bonkers. That's bonkers, it. Was yeah, he totally nuts? Bonkers. No fans or butts. Just bonkers. That's... Was he created for the for the game first, and then oh. the cartoon followed? No, I, I can't imagine that. No. I mean the the the, the game was 
it was not like such all-star material that they thought, oh, we got to make something from this. Like, it's clear, at least to me, that the cartoon came out first. And it, like, it kept Jip Cummings employed when they weren't doing Darkwing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still would have preferred him to be Darkwing rather than Lucky Piquel from Bonkers. Hmm. It seems like a replacement for um, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it pretty much is. I mean, it just feels like the way. Anyways, so there, it's basically a whole article. Except they're talking about Pocahontas here, and they've interviewed the various, uh, il- get, you know, illustrators, animators about their the process. We get to mm-hmm. see the musicians with their MIDI keyboards, how they get their uh, sound effects in the chip. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then after after that, next section is all about secret codes and passwords for save games. So they're giving you some cheats essentially here to skip ahead in various games, including Castlevania Dracula X, True Lies, Judge Dredd, Blackthorn, Super Return of the Jedi, Super Return of the Jedi for Game Boy, Warlock, Warrior Blast for Game Boy, Jungle Strike for Game Boy, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, MechWarrior 3050, Syndicate, Waterworld, and Pocky Rocky 2. And that uh, concludes the members-only special. So, not the best thing ever for members-only, but it's something. You know? Yep, and next is Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Well, you're on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it tells yes. us that a cart, a legendary cartoon, is now a hot new hit. So I believe you played this game, right? I believe this is your homework, but good lucky for you, I have played this in the past. So you're you're okay. So this is a it's a is it hit interesting? Or shit? It's not good. Put it that way. So here's what's good about it. Here's what's good. You've got the theme and theme song in the game. So that's good. That's a plus. The graphics are very close to the original cartoon. Very nice. It's got some mild story in it, but um, you know the problem with it is it really doesn't give you any kind of guidance on where to go. You're just literally wandering from room to room, you know, poking like just pressing. It's basically like a point-and-click adventure, except you're moving Shaggy and Scooby around to do your pointing and clicking. So <clears throat> it's oh, a man, pretty. This, sm- this smells like Pac-Man. It's a pretty frustrating experience. You have to collect different clues and items, and uh, you know, then you have to bring them back and present like evidence to you know. I think Daphne. Um, anyways, it's not a terribly good game. I I tried playing it with my uh, my son, who's uh, now was four at the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. What happened? It's just that it said it said snack and whack your way to the big bone. Where? Oh yeah. Oh, and the first one, snack and whack your way. <laughs> nice. Good catch there. I didn't. I didn't even see that. And it looks like he's trying to give some lumps. It looks like Shaggy's been shrunk down to like little sugar cups. And it looks like he's trying to give lumps to the sugar rather than taking lumps on mm. sugar. Mm-hmm. If that is sugar. <laughs> well, it's sugar with a really goofy smile. 
<laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I couldn't get very far in the game, uh, so I can't speak to it being terribly good. Um, but like I said, it's got some pluses to it. They actually use like all the music in the original cartoon, including you know not just the theme song, but the you know when they're looking for something or they're scared, they use the original sound effects, um, including that when you take mm-hmm. off. Yeah. It's got all that stuff in there. So if you like super hardcore into Scooby-Doo and you don't mind slogging through a point-and-click adventure, maybe it's worth going back and playing. But uh, it's not a terribly fun game. There you have it. Okay. Anything else from you guys? Yeah. So, um, I, I, something a little off-topic. I... My wife said I could do I do the best Scooby Doo voice. Oh, let's hear it. No, but are you serious? Don't keep um, us waiting. What do you want me to say? And I'll try to say it in Scooby Doo and the way he does it. I don't know what 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 would Scooby say? Like I'm not. Oh, he'd say like I'm not going in there. I'm scared of ghosts. I'm not going there. I'm scared of ghosts. It's <laughs> not bad. It's not it's bad. Not bad. I mean, I could do better, but it's just it was a little. Yeah, that was more of an outburst rather than a sound like it. <laughs> well, I'm not going in there. I'm scared of ghosts. That sounds more like I... my bubbles. Reggie? Oh yeah, like hamburgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, going in oh, there? Oh, not. Oh, oh. Mm. Boy, Yoda now. <laughs> eat or eat not. There is no try. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the next game here, which we are probably going to skip immediately, which is the PGA Tour '96. I played this game. I hated it. It like the music. Let's take let's take a moment here, Mike, to uh, you know plead to our listeners, anyone out there listening who has uh, some kind of inkling towards playing sports games, retro sports games. If you played them, enjoy talking about them want to talk more about them we'd like to hear from you we need a sports games correspondent here on the playing with power you don't have to and be on the show you. if you're shy but you know you can record your own little thing yeah you could record your little thing about what this game is why it's good or why it's not good we can splice it in and say okay now off to you so and so yeah and you could be a star on this very podcast because when it comes to me and Mike, we do not know what the hell we're talking about when it comes to sports games. <laughs> I can launch it in my ROM. Maybe it'll play. And if it does, I'm likely not going to figure out what to do. Like, I cannot figure out how to aim the ball. All I could figure out in this game was I can press a button when this power gauge is zooming from one end to the other. Maybe I'm going to hit the ball with the right amount of strength. God knows if I got the right direction because I'm pressing the pad. I'm not moving around. So I managed to somehow sink a ball and make it to the next round. And all I have to say is the uh, the music for this game, it sounds like I'm watching like a late 80s sitcom. Like I was, I was expecting to have like Fuzzy Zeller come out, trip over a sofa, and then like have the word starring Fuzzy Zeller. Okay. <laughs> It, All right, I have to this music now. Yeah, the music is like an like an old sitcom, and that's about the best I can say about this game. Oh, 
Oh, it's pretty bad. Bubbles! Oh, man. Is that it? This doesn't sound familiar. No? How about this? Yeah. Oh. This is bad. Oh, this is bad. All right, I need to turn that off before I fall asleep. <laughs> Golden Girls call. They want their interstitials back. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've seen clips of the Golden Girls. I'm surprised they got away with half the shit they did back then because those gals were saucy. They were saucy. Oh, man. That was just like comic genius. Those were the days. <laughs> Yeah, not, not not that far back, okay? I mean, oh, okay. Hey, you're missing it. They're talking about your show, The Golden Girls. Oh. Not Golden Showers, Golden Girls. Golden <laughs> Girls. It's, it's, oh, I used to watch that as a kid. You did? Uh, for some I, mean, reason. I watched it as a kid, too, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> not for kids. No, it's not. But we used to watch that all the time. I don't know why. Maybe to make fun of old ladies or something. I don't know. Mm. Oh, old ladies calling each other sluts. That is prime time TV. Yeah, we used to watch that faithfully every day. I love that clip where the girls are in lockup and then Dor- and uh, bl- uh, what was it? no not Blanche uh, the the uh, Maud? Arthur's yeah Maud the the uh, the oldest one she shows up. And she goes to bail them out. And she goes, you got to get us out of here. They, they arrested us for prostitution. And she goes, yeah, I can't believe anybody would would imagine that anyone would want to sleep with you. <laughs> that, that, that older one, she was, she was a gangster. I liked her. Mm-hmm. She was one of my favorite ones. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. B. Arthur's mom on the, Estelle Getty. She was phenomenal. Like, yeah, she was an ass kicker on that show. Yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of kicking ass, we are in classified information. Gone are the days of the uh, the Manila envelopes. Now mm-hmm. we've got this embossed circuitry on what appears to be a steel plate, and uh, with a with a we, credit card on top of it. Yeah, not. I don't know what these numbers mean, but oh, it's, it says member identification number. Yeah, so again, it's like a credit card on top of a an embossed circuitry. I don't know why. I prefer the secret. I prefer the Manila envelopes. Makes me feel like I'm a secret agent gathering info from a, from a dead drop. I'm kind of digging this style. I gotta say. Well, it it looks too much to me like a grill, like the grill plate. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a circuit board, but like carbon. Yeah, that's it. I worked on circuit boards, and that looks to me like a George Foreman grill with carbon. You know, the <laughs> George Foreman grill. Yeah, like I can see that. Or you know, oh. like with the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you like, yeah. if you want the nerdiest looking pancakes. This, yeah, I was gonna say this is like a grill shape for like us. If you wanted a cir- your pancake looks like a circuit board. <laughs> now that's the that's how it's done. Now I'm gonna yeah. add this maple syrup patch. Mmm, <laughs> flavor upgrade. So all right. We, we get got to see uh, Yoshi's Island, uh, Ozzy's. Oh my God, Izzy's quest for the Olympic rings. They thought somebody wanted to play this game enough, but you get the stage select, so you can play less of this game. 
Uh, it's like cancer. And then stage skip where we get to uh, we get to see another great title, Lorenzo's Soil. That's for Earthworm Jim too, by the way. I, I, hmm, I thought I said that. I may have gone nope, ahead of myself. You admitted. Nah. Said in your head. And then biker mice from Mars with not April O'Neil telling us how we can upgrade our vehicles. <laughs> And then separation anxiety with a uh, stage select. Yeah, another stage select. Sparkster telling us how to be tough enough. Jungle Strike with 255 lives, so now you can finally figure out how to control your damn chopper. And Virtual League Baseball with early spring training. And one of the codes is for Canada versus the Galaxy team. And then Combat! Mortal Kombat with... Fatalities galore. Yeah, this is all the Mortal Kombat three fatalities here. Did anybody enjoy a particular fatality from the uh, from the third Mortal Kombat? My wife was really good that game. Hold on. Maybe they're talking about a Mortal Kombat game. You say you're gonna do that one. Welcome to the show. Periodically starring Kimberly Chavez. Oh, here. Oh, okay, what? No, okay, tell her again. She was still showing the details of the game. Of the what is happening in, Mike, what is happening in Sin, Sindel Fatality? Is the guy sticking his head into a beehive? <laughs> I think she's making a beehive out of her hair. And then what? I, I, oh, I presume that you get stung inside it. Okay. Oh, I see. So that's the, the person is wrapping you up in like a hair thing. Yeah, basically, you get to live like the worst version of Bayonetta. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, moving on. Night Yeah, my son is kind of running around. Stop, stop, stop. Don't worry about it. Speaking of number threes, we're going to move on to talk about Final Fight 3. The search for more knuckles. <laughs> Oh man, now, what is up with this? This lady seems to have a like a jean bra going on. Denim, yeah, definitely denim bra with huge breasts. Almost, and, almost, uh, Lucia, as, big, almost as big as Mayor Haggar's. And she's got this also denim like shorts, boy shorts on, and then another leather je- uh, vest on top of that. So as little skin as possible while looking like a biker. I mean, yeah. as, as much skin as possible, excuse me. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Dean, who looks like um, Gal's brother that's way into anime. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, Mayor Hagar is in this game. So the other characters that are normally in Final Fight are not here. We've got Lucia and Dean instead. So let's let's read about these characters. Lucia, Lucia, a hard-nosed cop with Metro City's Special Crimes Unit. Lucia has mastered many kinds of martial arts. She became fiercely loyal to Mayor Hagar when he cleared her of trumped-up corruption charges. Her fast footwork really shines when she teams up with another fighter on a two-person mission. And, and then tell us about work. Dean. We see her working her legs like Chun-Li. Yep. Now, Dean. Dean is, it's whispered, that this mystery man with supernatural powers is not quite human. Yeah, I'm sure that's really going to come out in the story. 
Dean was a top attraction on the Street Fighter circuit when he caught the evil eyes of the Skull Cross gang. After he refused to join, enraged gang members brutally attacked his family. Now he's out for revenge. And uh, here we get to see him punch a guy in the uh, kidneys while he's down on the ground. And then giving another guy a Blanca punch. Oh, they didn't get rid of, rid of, the, rid of the, all the original characters. They have Guy as well. They just didn't tell us about them. They just didn't give him a bio or Hagar a bio, which I guess they just assume we know all the characters by now. Yes, Hagar is the shirtless mayor. <clears throat> Can we talk about... Um, Why does he have a belt across his... Like a, like a pants belt, not like a bandolier, but a pants belt across his shoulders. Who? Hagar. I'm looking at him on the uh, the main insert, and he's got oh, like a, yeah. a like a huge belt across his <laughs> chest. I don't know. He's just wearing suspenders in the game, so I don't know who what the artist thought of doing. Yeah, I've got suspenders. Why do I need a belt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you either wear a belt around around your waist, or you wear suspenders around your shoulders. You don't put a belt around your shoulders. I don't know. That's not how it works. Japan has this odd obsession with belts. In anime, like you play Final Fantasy X, there's a woman who basically mm -hmm. wears a, a dress of belts. Nice. All right, we gotta talk about some of the names of these bad guys here. The first guy, the you, the you, the first boss, his name is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Dave. Oh, okay. I gotta and, read about these guys. And then when you when you're done with him, then you can just say, "Dave's not here, man." <laughs> It's not just Dave, it's Big Dave, apparently. It's a renegade cop who's crossed over the Skull Cross gang. Uh, Dave's deadliest attack is the giant jump. When he leaps into the air, move away fast. His shadow will follow you, show you where he's going to land. Big Dave also wields a billy club in ways that definitely violate regulations. <laughs> that means he sticks them up your butt. <laughs> and that's when you say, I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, what else do we have here? Something called Call Man. Round two. Mean Streets. Creep Eats. Uh, yeah, call Man. You're headed for trouble when you run to the head waiter in this barbecue joint. Call Man's been racking up some serious downtime at the time down at the weight room, and he loved nothing more than to clean and jerk you no! <laughs> into the wall. Oh my God! First you're getting sodomized by Dave. Now you want to, now now Call Man wants to jerk you in the bathroom. <laughs> That's why he's called Call Man. It's like I call a girl, but he's, <laughs> he's not a girl. He's all man. He's a man. Don't let him get ahead of steam, or he'll run right over you. Keep moving, and soon it will be last call for Call Man. I yo. Oh man. Just... <clears throat> then... Round three, we've got uh, Michael Kane. I mean, just Kane. <laughs> This cane definitely isn't a good citizen. Hi <laughs> oh. Get it, citizen cane? Anyways. I'll be here uh, all week. Tread the fish. <laughs> Seeing you invade his dilapidated bus yard, he'll challenge you to hit the roof where he hangs out. Kane likes to play heavy metal chin music with his extra long wrench. That sounds God, that phallic. Sounds gay. <laughs> gay! Lugging such a big tool slows him down, though. Don't take, <laughs> don't let him take a full swing at you. Just keep moving. Kane is also nearsighted. If you retreat to the far end of the bus roof, he'll have a hard time seeing you. 
Now is the time to launch a jumping attack. Nice. And we see a picture right. of this guy. He looks like a he's somehow like a huge hulking guy while also a skinny while also being a lanky skinny dude. Did you ever see that movie with uh, Rain Wilson as like a super it's called Super? Oh, that's on my list to see like I heard like it is like brutal and sad and hilarious and violent. I don't think it's hilarious at all. I think it's really kind of disturbing. Basically, like the guy just decides like a shorter cook at some point just decides to just go beat the shit out of people using a wrench. And then then eventually gets like padded armor and all that. So it's like kick ass. But if he was really if, if he was somehow even sadder. If he was like poor and slightly retarded uh-huh. and, <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, and now for round four, we meet Wong, who in his first picture, it looks like you caught him sh- getting swifty. <laughs> and then and then the next one, he's getting bitch slapped like hell. Backslam, backhanded. It's like That's what did I, what did I, what did I tell you about getting swifty, General? Oh. Bam! Did we lose we your got... business? Huh? You still there? Yeah, we're here. We're here. We'll All right. So leaving. round five, we've got a guy. His name is Stray. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it says, this power plant with purple hair is your toughest foe yet. Stray moves fast and has surrounded himself with a passel of pets. While they're buzzing around, Stray will try to crush you with his power leap. Then turn off your lights with a mean jab from his claw hands. He kind of looks, this is kind of like their tribute to the Joker. Cause it yeah, like I could see that. Like some chemical factory and you've got a dude with, with color, with green, with a green and purple scheme going on. Mm-hmm. Who is acrobatic? And then I love the name of the uh, round six guy. His just name is Black. <laughs> and they don't even show a picture of him. What's causing crime in the city? Black. No, really. Like, who's the one person? Well, Black. We gotta take. We gotta take care of Black crime in the city. <laughs> See that? That's racist, huh? It is racist. Welcome, this game is racist. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's made in Japan. Of course it's racist. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like kind of like the like Street Fighter. You know what I mean? They had they had Blanco for Brazilian. They had a, a Mexican man, right? Um, Hawk and T-Hawk and mm-hmm. like stereotypes. And Ricky with his nasty writing core. Wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, he says, with his criminal empire crumbling, Black decides to take matters into his own burly hands. The mastermind behind the Skull Cross gang helicopters in for the final showdown. Wait out for his whirling dervish attack, then hit hard when he catches his breath. Black will also try to rake you with his nasty writing crop oh, to finish oh, this oh, evil oh, genius oh, off. Oh, You'll have to pin him against the high powered transformer. Shocking. Oh my yeah. gosh, it sounds like the Black Queen from Battletoads. <laughs> Alright. So that's enough for Final Fight 3. Let's move on to our 
first and last virtual boy game for the issue. Jack Bros. Sounds bad, but it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen these characters before. They don't look the the main characters that we see drawn on this insert do not look like they're depictions in the game. No. There's three there's Jack O'Lantern, uh who else is here? Jack Frost and Jack Skelton. These are uh fairy monsters from the uh Persona series. Oh yeah? Yeah, these exact characters. Oh, yeah, it's also made by Atlas. So, yeah, if you ever played the uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games or the Persona games, they, they've got these characters in them. They're uh, they're called Pyro Jack instead of Jack O' Lantern, but hmm. the other one is called Jack Frost. That's cool. So, it's a pretty decent game, actually. Um, you don't have to play it in Virtual Boy. You can play it 2D, and it plays just fine, too. The... Um, the gimmick with the 3D dimension is basically you start on the top level of like whatever kind of labyrinth or tower you're on, and you can see the lower levels behind it uh, moving independently. So it's got sort of that parallax effect. Okay. And when you complete each level, you you jump down to the one below it. So it, you know, pulls that level up in front of your face. So you definitely get feel the 3D every time you complete a level. Huh. The object of each level, and it's timed, so you have a timer. You have to defeat every enemy uh, to clear the clear the. We well, don't have to defeat every enemy. You have to get all the keys, um, and you may have to defeat every enemy to do that. And then you can sort of unlock the the door to jump down to the next level. So, it requires you to be um, have fast decision making power and use your reflexes very carefully. So it's somewhat of like a timed puzzle game, I would say. Um, and, uh, it's pretty fun. It's, uh, can be pretty challenging, but it, it makes you, it doesn't, uh, it's not punishing. It just doesn't feel like it's unfair. It gives you like, you know, this is a legitimate challenge. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't feel like it was cheating. In other words, like, no, it feels doable if you were to practice it, practice it, practice it and figure out like your sequence. Um, but yeah, it's like you die three, three lives, you're done, start from the beginning of the game kind of thing. Um, graphics are good. Music's good. I would uh, recommend it. Is it expensive? Uh, uh, it's free. It's on Virtual Boy. Uh, that means yes. <laughs> get it on emulator is what I would say Yeah, get it uh, there's free. no other way to play it uh, I'm a purist I mean I can get it emulator but I gotta have the real deal if you're a purist then you gotta go buy a virtual boy and then you gotta go buy, find and buy this game so if you're a purist, good luck you gotta be rich so. I'm gonna tell you something that has happened to me once it's, since this is a virtual boy related um I got a virtual boy, and if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Honest, honestly, truth. I, a lady didn't know what she had, and she sold me a virtual boy for eleven dollars. She didn't. She didn't know what it was. She, I, to, I told her how much is for these goggles. The goggles. Yeah. Uh. Figure out what, how, did, how did they work, right? And so she mm. was sort of like looking at it and didn't know what it was, and I said, "Just take it for eleven dollars." And I got it with Mario Tennis and the controller with it. That was That's just, awesome. Wow. I think I think that's the best buy I've ever had in a swami. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I'll be. But I'll tell you that the 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 problem with the virtual boy, right, is that the the, the little tripod part of the legs they, they could break really easy in time. The plastic part of it could break off, and then you have to get a replacement or have some kind of proxy, uh, uh proxy glue to fix it in place again. No, you just take the you just take the device and you duct tape it to your head. <laughs> You oh. have to lay down on the ground and then prop it up to be over your face with, like, yeah. stacks of books. It'll be like a sleep mask that will give you eye strain. No. The only thing oh. that's odd is it's, quirk, it's sort of the controls, right? It's sort of, and I won't say quirky, but it has a GameCube feel to it, sort of the controls. Okay, so I found a copy of this on eBay for $300. Oh, no. You, you still feel like being a purist? Or if you want it with the with the uh, manual, you uh-huh. can pay four hundred and seventy five dollars. But you said it's worth it, right? Not that worth it. Well, it's not that worth it. Worth playing? I didn't know about buying. Eh, this is worth like I don't know, two seventy five. By by that I mean two dollars and seventy five cents. I don't think oh, it'll be a good- shit. I got a message from Peter Guzman. I just checked our Facebook live recording, and he's uh, sending us some comments. Oh, Jesus. He's saying, oh, snap. Sup, guys. I'm watching you. Oh, that's problematic. <laughs> All right. Look, don't pay attention to that too much. We're trying to record here, Mike. Don't want to be a distraction. I just All want right. to see if you'll comment on it. So what, how much would you how much would you pay for this, Rudy? Uh, if, if I was to be honest with you, mm. um, I won't pay no more than $250. Dollars? Dollars, yeah. How much would you actually, if you actually saw this for sale somewhere and you had to pull out, would you actually pull out your wallet and buy this? Like, you mean like, you know, like in a flea market or a store or how, like, how would you? In a flea market, what would you, what would you bargain it down to? Oh, no, no, I am, I I am, I can haggle, I'm an expert haggler, so I could probably haggle it to, depending if the, if it's like one of those little weird, have a bunch of games, but don't sell kind of a a place in Mm -hmm. there, um, I will probably do is I'll just sort of act a fool like I don't know what it is sort of like a, <laughs> and I'll say that well you know um I think my kid got a, a, a gaming console for this game and you know um it looks really weird because it's red looking where's the colors to this you know I'll I'll take it for you for thirty bucks if you know take it off your hand I mean mm. there's color in it you know obviously not right but I'll just sort right. of act stupid like that. Nice. Okay, so thirty bucks—that'd be your price point. Yeah. All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Let's move on to Tetris Blast, which they say is for Super Game Boy, but is really just for Game Boy. And um, so here's what it is: Imagine you have Tetris with bombs. I know, right? <laughs> That's what this game is. Wow. <laughs> Each level has some kind of unique um, pre-positioned blocks slash bombs with like a big bomb at the bottom. And uh, bricks come down, pieces come down randomly at you with little pieces of bombs. And if you clear a line that has a little bomb on it, it deletes like three rows at a time. And if you clear a row that has a big bomb on it, it clears like five rows at a time. So I think that's how it works. Oh, no, it's complete. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking it right. So, they call them bugs, I think, or no? Humans. They have. 
I don't know what they call them. They don't really call them bombs in here. I didn't read the documentation, to be honest. I just played it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like someone combined Mario, Dr. Mario, and Tetris. Pretty kind of. It's a little bit odd. It's It seems that way. You don't actually have to line the bombs up at all. It's irrelevant, the placement of the bombs. I don't know why. Yeah. So, but uh, there are obstacles later on as you get through levels. You can see um, there's a mode here where they have little pests that get in the way of your blocks, and you cannot just clear regular lines. You have to clear a line with a bomb in it to get rid of them. And they have funny names like Cubit, Gloop, and Squidly. So that's Tetris Blast. If you are tired of Tetris and you, that's all you play, then by God, get this one with the bombs in it. <laughs> if you played Tetris, liked it, but not enough to go buy another Tetris game, don't waste your time. Stick with Dr. Mario. Yeah. I'm a Dr. Mario person. I love Dr. Mario. I never got uh, heavily into Tetris, but Dr. Mario is definitely my game. Did you play for the uh, N64? It has a story mode. Uh, I haven't played the N64 when I played the one on the NES. Well, That's my clearly you missed out on lore. Well, spoiler alert, sir. That's <laughs> a future issue. <laughs> um, I have a question for you guys. Is, is, is Marvel really a doctor? I don't know if he's really anything. Like, he probably got his degree by watching mm -hmm. Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he's a real plumber, to be honest. Have you ever seen him unclog a toilet? Have you ever oh, seen what? a wrench in his hands? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have he... actually. On the, on the, the, the uh, repair service center image. Oh. <laughs> I think Mario was a, was a construct, what was it? A wrecking crew? A carpenter? Constru uh, construction? Mm -hmm. A construction worker? Uh, yeah, he, the, yeah, he was Race a car driver. Yeah. yeah. It's like a he's ever. Yeah. Golf. Oh, yeah, golf. Professional golfer, he was a referee. Yep, tennis player. Yeah. yeah. Mike Tyson punch out, right? Referee. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, referee and punch out. And then he was, uh, what was he, like an MC, master of ceremonies or something in his parties? Or, you know, that wasn't a job. He was just doing shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go kart driver. Yep. Professional oh, yeah. go kart driver. Mm hmm. Uh, part time cat. Apparently, in some games. Well, that's he's cool. had he's had a lot of careers in uh, different suits, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen him unclog a toilet. No, yeah. so that would be like a very sad game where, basically, like you're, he's just like using his plunger and you have to like alternate the the plunge strikes in out yeah. and out and out and out. And they couldn't make a and the, and the, then the toilet finally drains. You couldn't make a mini game in Mario Party that involves plunging a toilet. I'm just saying. You could use the Wii mode as a snake. <laughs> Here you go. You, you gotta... just spin it round and round and round and round and grind that hairball out of the, uh, <laughs> the out of the shower drain. Yeah, that's he, he has a true point because in in all his Mario games, there's nothing really plumber related per se, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not besides Super Mario going into uh, uh, pipes, right? right? He never did anything pl plumbing based, right? No, he injured yep. pipes, but that like it's not really plumbing related. Anybody can walk <clears throat> into a uh, a large tubed area. I'm still waiting for a Turd Burglar 64 to come out. 
Jack of all trades. Yes. Except Master of nothing. Jack of all trades. All right, let's move on. We have a take two here, which is a short review of a game called Getaway High Speed, which has nothing to do with racing. It's a pinball game. Pinball. For the Game Boy. Oh, my God. And they used a red and gold scheme, which looks not painful to the eyes at all. This is horrible to look at. Um, But wait, there is a racing mode. Video mode in the getaway shifts you completely away from the pinball game to a driving game. You're on a highway filled with slow-moving traffic, but you're still trying to get away. Shift up and down using A and B while steering with the crosspad to avoid traffic. If you keep your speed high and don't crash, you'll make extra major points and you can that can earn you extra balls. So the driving is a mini game to get you more balls. Mm-hmm. And I like how it says like you win with with I guess it's like pinballs lined up on a fender and if that sounds as easy to read as you th- as it as you th- as it sounds well yeah it is it's it's freaking impossible to read oh my god i totally thought that was like the screen glitching <laughs> well, it does look that way no no he has a point it looks like the, the top part doesn't doesn't uh fade in right with the with the bottom half it looks like the screen's glitching out like there's static on the, yeah. on the television uh, it's awful looking. No, it's just its way of saying you win with gray balls on a serrated gray rectangle. Um, it's like an overhead view of a of a highway. Mm-hmm. With Speaking of balls, balls, let's hear about Frank Thomas's Big Hurt Baseball. Ugh. Which, of course, that? none of us played. No. Frank Thomas. <laughs> Who's Frank Thomas? Uh, if his picture's to be believed, he looks like a very angry Obama. He looks like uh, he does. He's half computer because he's got that you know th- the CGI lines. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gl- he's glitching out. He's like uh, he's what was he's that? being sucked into the to the world of Tron. He's being right matrixed now. like he's being matrixed by uh, <laughs> he is being by, matrixed by, by Agent Jones. <laughs> Hello, of... Mr. Thomas. A mask. Mask, the, the cartoon mask, you know what? Yeah. A Brit, a Vertrix, a Va- can I say Vatrix? Vertrix? I don't know. The mask crusaders working overtime bringing go. Frank Thomas, <laughs> I that one. I, I saw the opening to mask, and I just what, what pissed me off was that these people have cars that can transform into multiple vehicle forms, and your name <laughs> and the show is named after the fucking masks they wear. Mm. Like, God damn it, why, why don't you call them like fucking via changers or something? Like, wow. you've got cars that can transform from a uh, from a from a from a helicopter to a submarine. <laughs> and you're but, fo- and you're focusing on the masks. But here's a question: what, I, I thought a mask is is a like a like a maybe like a half piece of a face look, right? Wouldn't it be called helmet? Because of the. Oh yeah. Well, see the mask. It was it was actually an acronym. They didn't call them masks. Mask itself was an ac- acronym. If you look it up, it's like the M dot A dot. I'll look it up. Yeah. We'll talk, okay. about, we'll talk about angry Obama. Talking about play options to take it deep. Fuck this. 
this is a saucy issue. We got uh, one guy saying, "Watch the runner," and it honestly looks like he's playing All in right. his pajamas. <clears throat> Are you ready to hear what it stands for? Yeah. Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. With a K? <laughs> yes. Is that the K's? Uh, no, uh, no, no. The K's first. Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K, and then they fight Venom, which is also an acronym for Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. Wow, these people have no illusions. Like, no, we're not just like going to liberate our people from Americans. No, 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 we're just fucking evil. We're just going to kill people because it's fun. And we're, we have literally nothing better to do with our massive amounts of money. <laughs> but let me ask you this. How do they make a living? They just give people gas when the vehicles come by? They just uh, get kids to buy the toys, and then they make a cartoon to advertise the toys. Well, no, I'm in the cartoon. Yeah, where did That's, Venom get their money? Oh. Uh, independently wealthy? I don't know. Maybe he sold a startup. <laughs> he was started by the Koch brothers. Mm. So he sold nuclear secrets to the Iranians and pinned, and, now, it, and pinned it all on a uh, president's wife. He pinned it on venom and uh, now he has to come after them to keep it, them quiet. You know, the interesting part is they had a, a chick, right? It was a, a mechanic, a tomboy. It did the yeah. mechanic work on mass. Yeah, they mm. always did. They always had like some, they always had to have like some girl just in case like you're, you're hitting puberty. What do you say about that? Yeah. There was only a, a, a chick mechanic. That was the only mechanic in there. So anyway, we got these guys playing baseball in their pajamas. And uh, that's really much all I can say about it. You look at this game. Like, it really... It looks like they're wearing wife beaters. And, like, a white shirt with a red... With white pants with a red stripe on it. Like... These guys went down to the kitchen for a snack, and they all bumped into each other and decided to have a uh, a little angels in the outfield moment in the backyard. It's it's not a good look. The, the baseball bat looks so small. It doesn't look like a bat so much; like it looks like a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> Just went to the hardware store, grabbed grabbed <laughs> Cut this down to three feet for me. He is swinging a pipe. <laughs> he went down to Lowe's and grabbed a little PVC. There you He's go. He's like, eh, good enough. Cool. Yeah. I'm an athlete. I, I, it's, it's not, it's not the tool you use. It's how you use it. Mm-hmm. It is like a pipe. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. <clears throat> or if you're Sammy Sosa, as long as it's corked. This is like the poor man's version of baseball. You you just shove a couple of champagne corks in the PVC tube, and there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, so now we're in Counselor's Corner. And the first one we have is uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Working a a double. What are the odds? (laughs) <laughs> Foley is God. What? Right. I actually own this game. He's posing. You, you, you played Operation Europe. Yes, and I have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! This looks like this looks like uh, this looks like it had to be made by Toei. Yeah, yes, it's it definitely Toei. 
Koei, Toei, whatever, and then we see... Toei's animation. Oh my god, Chris Cameron, who basically lives in a virtual boy. And it's not just his office, but also his shirt. It's uh, Brett Ratner's autistic son. Oh my god, I, I was thinking more like slow Ben Affleck. Oh, you heard it? You talk about your boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm dissing your boy. What you gonna do about it? What? What? Anyways, Chris Cameron here is telling us about Yoshi's Island, how to use the deflating red balloons, how to reach a mini battle in stage six one, and where's the goal ring in that extra stage four. And then <sighs> Rich Lind, who is apparently broadcasting from hell. As uh, talking about Chrono Trigger, answering the question, how do I cast the Poyozo dance? It's funny. It's funny. And then we have to defeat the Son of Sun, and he tells us where the Black Rock is. And then uh, from Heaven, we after we leave Hell, now we go to Heaven, and we meet Matt Clark, telling us about Asteroids and Missile Command. Which, uh, I mean, I can't believe a game as simple of Asteroids or Missile Command needed a strategy, but <laughs> here you go. And it tells you how to get a bonus city. What are some good tips for Asteroids? I don't know, shoot things and don't get hit? Mm. There are some interesting uh, Q&A fast facts at the bottom here. For Mortal Kombat 3, people wrote in asking if they can play as Shao Kahn. And they said, no, sorry, nobody on Earth is that evil. And they also ask, is the graveyard stage in the game? They said, nope. But if you finish enough fighters, you can turn every stage into a graveyard. In <laughs> case you're still confused, that's just a figure of speech. No tombstones here. You could also check out the graveyard shift at facebook.com slash the graveyard shift pod. Zing! <laughs> and then he tells us about Batman Forever and Centipede Millipede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones aren't as, aren't as interesting. And Factoids. Then we, and then we get the Battle oh. Zone Arena, which is just challenges. Except it's uh, taken up uh, two pages this time. Oh, oh this is awful. Is winning. I can't. Even, this is the worst background I've seen in a long time on Nintendo Power. Oh my god, it's like a, it's like an out of focus purple waffle. It's like they took a picture of a chain link fence and then uh, overexposed it or underexposed it. And then just sort of blurred the photo and then slapped black text on top of that. So good luck reading whatever the hell that is. Yeah, this is just abominable. This is awful. Okay, we're going to move forward here. Now playing. Should we dig in? Look, we have time. We should dig in on all these, right? Yeah. All right. Mike, take the first one here. Uh, Breath of Fire 2, a perennial classic where it's dragons and heroes collide in one of the biggest fantasy fantasy <clears throat> RPGs ever. So, what do they have to tell us? Good anim good battle animations, excellent battle mechanics, and innovations such as Township. However, poor English translation. And I, get, I agree with them, that is the only flaw it had. When it came out uh, in a re-release on the Game Boy, I think they fixed some of the translations. All right, Earthworm Jim 2, they say the toughest worm in the universe has lost his true love and it's up to you to win her back. They say offbeat humor, excellent graphics and sound, lots of variety, improved play control from the original, however, a little uneven. Some stages are very simple and others are very tough. The humor may not be for everyone. They made a level based about a guy who had ALS. I can't enjoy this game anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Chavez's, do you want to talk about uh, the next two games? Guess oh, not. Final yeah, Fight. Yeah, yes. No, no, sorry, sorry. Uh, Final Fight 3? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Final Fight 3 was, I gotta say, it was really, really interesting. I've never actually owned a cartridge. Um, that <laughs> game has uh, a finishing move, and it's similar to, it has a similar feel to uh, Bionic Commando from the arcade or Super Nintendo, where you, you could press uh, forward and forward attack, and it does like a rush attack on you. So it has like a, a variety of, a, a variety of um, new changes to it. But the only thing, that, what happened? I meant read what it says. But you oh, know, I, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Okay, then. <laughs> okay, my bad. Okay, um, the original side-scrolling street fighting game turns the the gear the gearheads <laughs> the gearheads may be gone. Oh, you don't have to read the whole thing. I'm, just I'm, skip I'm down to the. I'm glad he was oh, paying okay. attention so he knows where to pick up. Yes, <laughs> just skip down to the pluses and the minuses. You don't need to read the whole whole uh, shebang there. Okay, it says. Good graphics, new characters, lots of continues. Negative. AI is simple, and changing and challenging isn't what it's what it could be. You want uh, Kim to do the other one, the getaway? Yep. Uh, the next one okay. is Frank. Frank Thomas. Thomas. Where is it? Final Fight Getaway. Oh, there it is uh, Frank Thomas. Getaway into the night. Okay, uh, welcome to the small show. Major League Baseball goes on the road and in your pocket with Frank Thomas, Big Hurt Baseball. And they won. Oh, no. What are the pluses and the minuses? <laughs> we don't know. I'm just kidding. It's right there. Welcome to the show. Let's talk about the format for a bit. <laughs> Okay. okay. Is it right here? Yeah, that's it right Okay, there. the plus is excellent pitching control, one of the best sports titles of the Game Boy. The minus is no Super Game Boy enhancements. Wah, wah. Okay. Uh, Mike, take Jimmy Houston's. What happens when you combine high speeds with pinball? The getaway from Williams. Interesting oh, variety, high scores, fast action. However, no Super Game Boy enhancements and no saved high scores. Oh, shit. All right. I forgot about the getaway. Jimmy Houston's Bass Tournament USA. The Bass Fishing... fishing. Yeah, I can't even read. The Bass Fishing Craze on Lake Nintendo continues with the Super NES Angler from American Sammy. If John was here, he would have said Bass Fisting, and you know it. <laughs> Someone's got. Someone has to. Can I read the next one too? It says easy to learn but tough to master. Fairly realistic play. I'm gonna do the next one since it's also fishing related. Okay. Mark Davis's the fishing master. More fun with bass fishing and world class angler Mark Davis. Nice and simple. You don't have to wait hours for a strike. However, so simple it's mindless. Anglers will find very little of challenge or interest. Weak graphics, annoying sound. So, Rudy, you want to tell us about the Doom Troopers? The Doom Troopers stepped out of the collectible card game and into a desperate struggle against the Dark Legion and Allegrath on your Super NES. And? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, um, positive, excellent layout, play control, and challenge. Good graphics, 
lots of fun, two-player cooperative mode, negative gore galore with lots of loose heads, limbs, and geezers of geysers. blood? Oh, I say geezers. Geysers, geysers of blood. Of blood. <laughs> <laughs> the game is tough. You got all of it. There's old peoples full of blood here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay, uh, next is PGA Tour. Frig, I'm back to this shitty game again. Look at the <laughs> shitty insert on this fuzzy Zeller. He is just like turning into a pumpkin. It's like, is that, it's like someone played this game after midnight. Somebody most y'all. Challenge some of the finest golf courses in the country and the top golfers on the PGA Tour. Lots of course variety, good play options, many of the pros are in the game. However, poor putting control and perspective on the greens. Slow access time, the wind exerts too much force on the ball and changes direction wildly. Slow tournament play. <clears throat> Revolution X from Acclaim. Do you want to rock and roll? Do you want to rumble? Acclaim plays it very loud with Rev X. Good graphics and music, true to the arcade, especially if you play it cranked. However, the riffs are repeated too often. Endless shooting without enough variety. Rudy, tell us about Scooby-Doo Mystery. The Scooby-Doo game tackles its first mysteries on the Super NES. Graphics really, really look like the cartoon. Some innovative game ideas, passwords, negative play controls isn't sharp. Not very challenging, definitely a game for younger players or for retards. <laughs> wow. Harsh. Shots fired. <laughs> you just cost us our Down Syndrome demographic. Uh-oh. So next is Spawn. Good graphics, lots of moves. In spite of all the moves, the game doesn't really offer anything new or challenging. That was fast. Okay, Tetris Blast. A puzzle blast that blows the top off of traditional Tetris. Excellent play. Two-player option, very fun and very addictive. However, no two-player Super Game Boy option. Okay, and so... Rudy, what do you got for War 2410? Take us home. It's his turn. Cam, you gotta do something. You do that one, the war one. Okay, Command is futuristic... Weapons in place of century warfare. And hold on, hold on. Wait, there, okay, there it is. Okay, plus the positive side. Simple rules of engagement and interesting tactics. Negative. Simple graphics, slow battle animation scenarios develop slowly. And there it is. I like the insert right. here. This looks, this looks fantastic for, uh, for the bottom insert. Where it shows two tanks on the highway and two tanks about to shoot each other. This looks like cell shaded GameCube level graphics. Mm -hmm. It's probably just a still. Are you going to read the last one? Zoop? For Game oh, Boy? Oh, wow. Completely forgot about that one. Zoop, there it is. Puzzle Nation <laughs> comes at you from every side and Viacom Zoop, baby, Zoop, baby, Zoop. Yeah, you didn't think I could get two in there, did you? But I did. Plausitives, a very challenging puzzle game. And number and a negative, only two puns come to mind. Also, no learning curve between beginner and expert levels. Zoop, doggy dog. <laughs> Trifecta. <laughs> okay, so the editors really, really love 
loved Tetris Blast for Game Boy this month. And then also really loved Earthworm Jim, but not as much. And they totally dogged on most everything else except for Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball for Game Boy, Mutant Chronicles for Super NES, and one person liked Breath of Fire 2, and another person liked Scooby-Doo Mystery. Well, now we know that only one person has good taste. <laughs> because Breath of Fire is fucking amazing. Uh, only one person hasn't played the same game before millions of times. John here loves fighting simulations on RPGs, but he did not cast his vote for Breath of Fire. John, fuck you. And not on, not our John. Mm. This John with, with, without an H. Yep. Also, All right, Terry. Pack- Terry, where yes. the fuck were you? You abandoned RPGs. Let's move on to Pack Watch here. They're showing us some previews. So we'll get into the feature games later. Uh, Mega Man X3 is coming soon from Capcom. Looking for PGA, PGA European Tour from Black Pearl. Oh, boy. Virtual Fishing for Virtual Boy. Looks awful. Coming red, from PSQ. Red Snapper is always the fish of the day. Every Jesus. fish is red. Every snapper is red. <laughs> you fuckers. I can't believe they put that in there. <laughs> But that really literally is red. Everything is red. You got the red, you got the red rainbow oh. trout. You got the red blue-bellied bass. You got the red pike. Got the red whale. Got the red bass. <laughs> the red trout. What about oh. black everything? Oh no, God. all red. It's not just the fish of the day. It's the fish of the week. Fish of the fish of the year. Fish of the all time for Virtual Boy. Oh, 3D Tetris. This game looks fucking. Awesome and terrible at the same time. The Tetris, the Tetraminos now have faces and hair. I actually own it. Do you really? Yes. That's right, you did tell us that. Up. I have it packed up the Japanese version of this. Mm. So how does it play? I haven't got to try it. <laughs> you, you suck, Rudy. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten to the feature yet. There's still time. Uh, we've got Disney's Pocahontas coming out for THQ. Um... Not starring Elizabeth Warren. No. <laughs> and then uh, we've got. You guys see the bottom left picture? I don't know. Is she swimming or she's falling from the cliff? I thought she was doing the splits. <laughs> oh my god! It looks like she's a skateboarder that wiped out. I think she's swimming upwards, but like the screenshot has her at like her widest leg point. Then what do you say? Is she wearing a diaper or something? Oh, never mind. No, that's her like loincloth thing. Yeah, that's her hide. Diaper. I thought it was diaper. She has no face. No, it's her dress. Oh, she has no face. Wears a dress underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they made the choice to not make it look like the cartoon so they could fit more stuff on the screen at the same time, which is admirable because then you can see more of the screen, but then you lose all kind of sprite work, essentially. You can't tell exactly what it is. Did you knock down a beehive or a very huge apple? I thought it was a globe. <laughs> She's feeding the raccoon a globe that just <laughs> happened to fall off of a tree. Yes. It's a giant wheel of cheese, for all I know. I don't... <laughs> Yeah, and and apparently in the middle insert, it looks like she's laying out a trap for the Roadrunner with three piles of magnetic birdseed. <laughs> this game looks fucking terrible. And why is she swimming in a red sea? Is this like some period joke? 
Oh. Oh. Nope. That's just the blood of her people. (laughs) (laughs) It was a genocide joke. Anyways. So, they're telling us about soccer on the new 64. The screenshot does not look that great. So, I hope the real version uh, looks better. Cutthroat Island for the Game Boy, which looks stupendous, stupendously awful. I thought that said stupendously cool. Yeah, it looks like it was drawn. It looks like it was like rendered in sand. It looks bad. It looks real bad. Especially when, the, especially when you look at the background and it just goes herringbone on the buildings. Yeah. It looks like you know, it looks like uh, what they call uh, Japanese characters on the middle picture on the windows. They look yeah. like uh, the window panes look like kanji. Yeah, they do. Got it. All right. What else do we have here? Uh, yeah, oh, you can play. You can play um, Killer Instinct over X-Band modem and play people over your phone line. Coming soon, NBA Live '96 for Game Boy. Oh boy. Uh, let's see we here. Prehistoric Man, Artie Lightfoot, Sinker Swim was coming out for Super NES. The and then what else? Lost Vikings Two for Super NES is coming out. You don't uh, you, you get to a, do a contest for Cutthroat Island. It's a, it's a great game. PGA Tour 96, PGA, PGA European Tour, the Olympics, Red Rash, and a bowling game are coming from THQ. And then it says in November 1995, Nintendo set a milestone when it shipped its one billionth game pack. The one billionth pack met the media at Nintendo's North Bend, Washington warehouse where product is shipped out to retailers across the country. If you want a stupid numerical comparison, and they wrote that, by the way, hmm. assume that the average Nintendo game takes four hours to play, which is way short, then it would take more than 684,000 years to play one billion games. Mind you, that's not including leap years. Hmm. I don't know who wrote that, but that is oddly written. Uh, and then... Next up, we have the Players Bowl Contest. Woo! Third prize, you can win yourself a t-shirt for Nintendo Power. Second prize, you can win an exclusive Power Press kit. And which is... It says swag, trinkets, brochures, and trash. (laughs) I'm not joking that they put trash in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's bad. That's just all like the marketing material you get for free from various, uh, you know, booths. But that's they, bad. But they make that's up real for bad. <clears throat> grand they prize. Make, they make up for it with the grand prize. You can attend the 1986 E3 Electronic Entertainment Expo. See the newest games, play the future hits, be a part of gaming history. Go to E3 in Los Angeles. Attend the largest interactive gaming trade show in the world. Check out all the games for Nintendo's Ultra 64. Hang with the power editors in Nintendo's booth. You can't get it get in any other way. Mingle with industry insiders and mix with the movers and shakers. And hear the news at it breaks. And they say, this show is not open to the public. You can watch it at home or on the news. Or you can live the experience in Nintendo Power Magazine. So, did I tell you that I actually been to A3? How? Well, apparently that'll just kind of take anybody. If you put an application and say your job applies to video game development, that'll let you in. Well, so you can say I, I run a review site, and then they'll build you like, yeah, sure, okay. I was working for like an e-learning company at the time, and they said, oh, we're looking into using Unity 
as an engine for our training programs. And they let me in. <laughs> Did you well, have any intention on doing that? No. <laughs> they didn't ask. They didn't like. And then my coworker, who didn't even like put any details in, he got in too. So. He <laughs> could just send like little pig, little pig, let me in. But it's only really, unless you're like press, like you really just get like shit on the whole time. So I mean, there were kids from all over the country from like you know they had like jobs at GameStop and stuff like that. Right. And so you all go into the poor person line and you sit there and wait and you watch as like dumb shits who don't know or ask them to hold the ground about video games walking right in front of you through like the press line. Like every time, like, oh, what is this? Where are we? Oh, it's a video game. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I've just sat in line for two hours to watch five minutes of the division for so that you could uh, walk in front of me, Mr. I don't understand where I am. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but anyways, so the fact that they sent this kid to E3 doesn't necessarily mean it was a great experience. <laughs> it was worth going to once, but I would not do it again, put it that way. All right. Coming next issue, Mega Man X3, the cover game, Toy Story for Super NES, Nestor's Funky Bowling for Virtual Boy, and they have codes for Duncan Country 2. And then, sort of on the last page-ish, they have what appear to be... Are these power stamps? What is this? Uh, no, what's first off is the Dumb Cow game, where you get to play an Earthworm Jim dice roll game, which you would advance... For, you and several people advance from different positions to get towards the circle to, I guess, complete the game. And you will pick certain cards, which will either send you backwards, let you go forwards... Or you lose a turn. Hmm. And you would cut these things out, and uh, you could play like a really tiny roll game. Yeah, it's a really tiny, tiny board game. That's really neat. That's it cool is. to put that in there. So the paper that they printed on, it's, it looks like it's perforated. It's not at all. So you have to, it's just a standard magazine sheet. <laughs> so it's not like it's, <laughs> it's cardboard really that's well flimsy. durable. Really yeah. flimsy papers. Pretty much, they didn't uh, spend the extra money to make this like a, some some kind of cardstock at all. You could not play this outside. Just the sunshine would blow this shit away. Yeah, pretty much. All right, and then uh, they're telling us a little bit about some new items in their catalog. They have some limited edition Yoshi's Island animation cells which is a limited production of a thousand hand-numbered and hand-assembled cells. You can get the Yoshi hat or Yoshi sweatshirt. Well, my so wife that's, that. that concludes our coverage for this issue. Thank you very much, Chavez, for joining us. Where can folks look to find you? Well, just look for us on YouTube. Type in the Super Seas, and you should find us on YouTube uh, channel. Right on. Sweet. And Mike, where can they find more of you? You can find me on the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike podcast, which we share there. We share those episodes on the, on our Facebook feed here, as well as you can find us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher with that name. Don't look for the just the Graveyard Shift because that's somehow an evangelical podcast. Hmm. Yeah, called The Graveyard Shift, and it's about Jesus. And it's lasted, like, at least 125 episodes. 
So somebody's listening to it or is not getting the hint. And uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the graveyard shift pod. And you can see uh, our Valentine's cards that we put out. They were a little bit of a last minute thing, so we didn't get to, uh, they were out before we could tell anybody about them. But, you know, check them out. Enjoy them. Hold on to them for a while and hand them out to your Valentine for next year. All right. And if you want to find more from me, Ben, you can find my my own solo show, Repeat One. It's a music podcast. Um, that's on Facebook.com slash Repeat One Podcast. You can find it there. And if you want to find more connect with us from the Playing With Power, you can, of course, reach out to us um, through any of the links on our website, PlayingWithPowerPodcast.com. We've got links up to our Patreon if you want to donate. Links to iTunes if you want to go ahead and leave a rating. And, of course, links to our Facebook page where you can interact with us and send us questions and ask us to stop doing things. We'd be happy to listen and then completely ignore you. So, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing. Oh, and now you're playing with power. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> that shit sucks. I'm just kidding. I'm just we, we typically don't have the desks jump into that portion. It's usually <laughs> just the hosts.